Hey, what's up, everyone? Happy New Year's Eve. This is the last day of 2020, and it's also the last episode of the year for the Rhythms Podcast. This is episode 14, and we began this journey. I was looking back earlier today, back in September, and here we are now with the last episode of the year and the last day of the year, and I am so excited because I have my wonderful wife and teammate, Jordan, alongside of me today, and we together are going to just have a conversation about 2020 and and about rhythms and practices and disciplines and where we see things moving into in terms of 2021 and following the way of Jesus and the coronavirus and social justice and things that we've experienced this year, mental health and community and mission. So I'm so thankful you've tuned in. Um, For those of you who have followed and subscribed, we love you and we say thank you. If you haven't followed and subscribed to this podcast, we would love for you to do that. And if you would give it a review, that would mean the world to us. We hope that the content that we are putting out is helpful for you as you follow the way of Jesus in the storm of life, especially in 2020. Uh, We feel like that these practices and disciplines and rhythms do anchor us in the way of Jesus. Our habits shape us more than we know. And these conversations that we're having hopefully are building a home on a solid foundation that when the storm comes, and it has for many of us, or it will come, that the house will not be moved. And so um, with that being said, welcome to the last episode of the Rhythms Podcast for 2020. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I don't know about you, Spencer, but I'm glad to be ending the year together and kind of reflecting together on what the last 12 months have looked like. Um, I think about myself in this same place or in this same day, at least last year, and just, I don't think any of us knew what 2020 would hold. We all came in with um, new visions and ideas and dreams and 2020 vision hashtag um, new year, new you, you know what I mean? Uh, And had no idea that two and a half, three and a half months in, uh, we'd be hit with a world pandemic and life would just look incredibly different here nine months later. Do you remember when the coronavirus first hit in, I think it was March, Mm -hmm. and things started shutting down very quickly. And I remember the school system in our area in Greensboro um, being closed and shut down, really all of North Carolina, I guess, until May. And we thought that is forever away. And here we are now in the same predicament. And it's the last day of the year. Yeah, we were even talking the other day about how uh, it's my assumption, and I'm no scientist or, you know, there's not much behind this assumption, but I think that for the next five years, masks will be somewhat normal. Like it will just be a normal part of your outfit or it won't be weird to see somebody out in a mask. So just crazy to see how much a year can change or really just a few short months. Uh, And I think really gives insight to the brevity of life and really making the most out of the time that we are in here and now on this earth uh, and what we're supposed to do with it, what our purpose is. So um, as I reflect back on the last year, I really think amidst the chaos, uh, amidst the discomfort, amidst, and and I'm just not referencing the pandemic. I mean, we've uh, faced a lot from an economic standpoint in this crisis. There's been a lot that we've faced and and walked through and a lot to still walk through uh, and 
light of social justice and racism here in our country. And I think a lot of that hopefully has been formidable to us, um, not only just as individuals, but as spiritual beings uh, as we continue to walk with and follow the ways of Jesus. Yeah, I've heard it said, and I've mentioned this on a podcast a, a few episodes ago, that in 2020, we have experienced 1908, which was the Spanish flu pandemic. We've experienced 1928, which was in the midst of the depression. And we've experienced 1968, which was at the rise of the civil rights movement and the divide of our nation uh, over racial injustice. And that's all been crammed into 2020, which has also been an election year. Uh, it's been a lot uh, amidst the fact that we've been isolated and mental health has, seems to be at an all-time low for Americans and for people in our country, let alone across the world. Um, people are lonely, they're isolated, they're depressed, they're disappointed. And um, here we are, a year later, and it seems like things aren't maybe getting better. Uh, and I know many of us are waiting for that ball to drop tonight as we watch from you know our living rooms um, this movement into 2021 as if things will all of a sudden get better. And I have been reminded that humans have the innate desire to control the future. But the fact of the matter is that COVID and 2020 has exposed the fact that we were never in control in the first place. Hmm. And we can only respond in the present moment. Sure, we can plan ahead. Sure, we can even say 2021, we have these goals, we have these things that we want to do, or even these new practices we want to implement. But the fact of the matter is, the only time that we live in is now, this present moment. And that has been a, a huge paradigm shift, I think, for me and for, for most of us. Uh, Jordan, what would you say the 2020 year has exposed for the church or for humans really at large? What do you feel like it has brought to the surface? Yeah, well, I think it's easiest for me to um, share what my own exposure has been, perhaps, and then uh, from there can talk about the church at large. But I think, I believe it's the Apostle Paul in some of his letters that, that references um, being full of sorrow and yet full of joy at mm. the same time. Mm. And I think in this, I know, <laughs> as I've read about it, um, especially here lately in the Advent season and looking at joy, um, it's just really blown my mind to to look deeply at all that Paul faced, uh, all that he caused to begin with, and then all that he faced from a ridicule um, standpoint or um, just persecution. And, and for him to be able to continually say, I have all that I need. I'm full of joy. We, we continue on. We press forward. has really just blown my mind. And in the light, in light of all that we've experienced in 2020, I think I've had a deep craving to be able to echo Paul and say, I am full of sorrow. I'm grieving with my brothers and sisters who have lost jobs or family members or who feel uh, persecuted because of their race. And yet I am full of joy because of who Jesus is, no matter what my circumstance looks like. So I, I think I've seen in my own life a deep desire to be, a, be, be able to echo Paul in that uh, and recognize in that that humanity at large, we do not have hope. Uh, 
when everything around us breaks down. Uh, without Jesus, purpose is in, I think in this season, we know now more than ever as human beings, without Jesus and without um, purpose in life, this life means nothing as we're surrounded by a pandemic that we cannot control or stop. We're surrounded by economic situations that we can't do anything to improve. I mean, all of these are reminders that we are not in control. And so without hope in Jesus, we have nothing to hope for. And, and all that, like I said, I think ties back to just Paul's words and, and how they've impacted me and made me um, just have a different perspective during this time and being thankful for the, for the hope that I do have. Um, I think for the church at large, the big thing that uh, I've noticed or early on, um, the biggest conviction that I had was recognizing, and, and I believe since we've talked about this before, I'm not sure if it's been on the Rhythms podcast, but um, in a game of chess, when you're learning how to master chess, you try to win without the queen. And our Sunday morning gathering or whatever day of the week, whatever time of day the gathering is, is a beautiful thing. It's it's glorious. It's of the Lord or should and could be. Um, but sometimes to, to really learn the art of following Jesus and being the church, being the church, not going to church, you have to learn how to win without the queen. And I think COVID has exposed that reliance on an event where we get to go to church instead of just being the church. Yeah, it's so good. And speaking on the hope idea, you know, we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago in the middle of Advent, which in case you did not know, we are still in the Christmas season. Christmas began on Christmas Day and extends for 12 days. But because again, we are such fast-paced creatures, we move think, we move through things so quickly, we forget and don't slow down enough to press into the season. So we are still in the Christmas tide season. So Merry I just Christmas. want you to know, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Our tree is still up, so don't judge us for that. It's still Christmas. Okay, so that's out of the way. We talked about hope a few weeks ago as one of the themes of Advent, as really, I think, the core and anchor to the Advent season where we are sitting in darkness, awaiting the arrival and really the second coming of Christ Jesus. But the fact of the matter is we are, as humans, hope-filled creatures. It is the question of where we put our hope that we must answer. It isn't a matter if we hope or not. We all hope. The question then becomes, is what we are putting our hope in eternal and firm and everlasting? Um, Or is it in something that can be taken from us? And I think COVID... And 2020 has exposed where we have put our hopes. And um, I had heard the other day that the number one feeling or emotion for Americans is disappointment. And that's because we misplace our hope and then we're let down and we're disappointed that we haven't reached a certain level of progress or utopia um, because we've misplaced our hope. We put our hope in things created versus the one who creates And um, so that's just a response for you, Jordan, I think, on the hope side of things. Um, I also feel like that this time in speaking to the church has um, exposed the fact that we do idolize the event or the gathering. And I know many people will quote uh, the New Testament where it says to not... Um, neglect. G- neglect or not give up meeting together. I believe it's in Hebrews mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful uh, and we should continue to meet together. But I do think for me in my own formation, I've been the most formed in small, intimate spaces. 
Um, and I, I desire and can't wait to be able to come back together again corporately and to teach the scriptures and for Jordan to preach and teach the scriptures and to worship together. There's something beautiful that happens, a manifest presence of God. But the reality is along the way, we are formed in deep community with micro um, relationships. And so that's just kind of a response to that. And that we should, as a church, recognize we are a movement to be mobilized. We are going after the renewal of all things. Um, our end goal isn't to just come together. The end goal is to um, see the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and to be a witness to the kingdom of God and the lordship of Christ Jesus in his redemptive nature. Um, I also think as we were you know, brought on to the idea of this podcast, practices and disciplines and rhythms are something that humans innately crave. We crave discipline and we tend to be undisciplined beings, but we do have habits and we do have rhythms. But what would it look like for us to be intentional? And I think, like I mentioned, with the storms of this year exposing really life itself and accelerating some of the erosion of the beach, so to speak, that's already taken place, we've experienced a hurricane. And so we have to ask the question, is our life anchored in a firm foundation? Well, I think even what you mentioned earlier about hope and um, the number one, I think you said feeling uh, that that most Americans experience being disappointment. Uh, I, in my mind, am just thinking of all the things we could put our hope in that, that COVID or 2020 at large has disappointed us in, whether it's our job that we lost, whether it's our family that brought you know, COVID into uh, our holiday gatherings or Christmas gatherings because they didn't wear their mask or um, the good friend that we love that made the racist comment, you know, insert whatever the experience is. All of the things that we could have clinged to have in a lot of ways been taken from us, even the perhaps reliance on a church gathering or going to church. If we aren't seeing ourselves as the church, then we uh, are putting hope in this event that's suddenly not there anymore. So I love what you said about rhythm, Spencer. I agree. I know um, for me personally, and a lot of folks in um, just the sphere of influence around me, those first couple of months, it's kind of um, scary, fun, crazy, etc. Either you've lost your job and you're sitting at home or you're working from home and you're sitting at home. And just a lot of discipline started to erode away. And suddenly that purpose that I mentioned earlier, you kind of start to just feel like, (laughs) you know, you just, you, days are running together. It's Groundhog Day over and over again. So the Rhythms podcast for us came out of a conviction of, wow, as the church, because we are the church, the church is not the gathering. The gathering is the gathering. We, the people are the body of Christ, the bride, the church. How are we remaining rooted in a season where discipline is deteriorating and everybody is kind of what growing up, my brother used to call it every man for himself. When you got in a fight and you didn't have anybody to back you up, that's what this season has been like. Everybody fighting for survival. So the Rhythms podcast has been a way to uh, root ourselves in the unforced rhythms of grace as followers and disciples of Jesus. And I know, Spencer, you mentioned kind of projecting what 2021 will hold. That's my desire for myself, that these rhythms and habits will continue to be deeply woven and who I am so that no matter what's going on externally around me, I, like Paul, can say, I'm full of sorrow, but I'm full of joy. Or uh, I've learned how to be content in a lot, and I've learned how to be content in a little. 
it's so important for all of you as we wrap up this final episode of 2020 to realize that you are on a journey. Every single one of us are on a spiritual journey. And you have been invited by a prophet, priest, and king to follow behind him in this narrow way. I've been in a reading uh, book study with some friends going through the allegory, The Pilgrim's Progress, which came out in the 1600s and is the second most published book within Christianity outside of the Bible itself. And just to see the imagery of this character going on a journey and going through the muck and the mire and entering into this narrow gate um, is such a picture for, for what is real and what is true. And these rhythms help anchor us along the way. And my hope for all of you is that you would respond to that call of following Jesus. And it requires denial of the self. It requires surrender. It requires to um, place your trust in King Jesus, that he knows what is best. He gives life and he provides flourishing. But it does require you to give up yourself and your desires and reorder them in a way that places all of your hope in Christ Jesus, the King of glory. Uh, I want to close with this kind of call or liturgy for all of us in echoing the words of Paul in Galatians 6, 9, where he says to not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if, keyword if, you do not give up. And 2020, I think, has brought many of us to a place where we may want to give up. But Paul is very clear that we have a choice to make. If we want to experience harvest in our life, we cannot grow weary in doing good, and we must not give up. Grace and peace to all of you, and we're excited to journey together in 2021. Be blessed.